Emma, first of all, thanks for the great coverage. I wanted to ask about the type of interest in this trial in the community. I mean, it seems like there was some national buzz, but maybe not quite as much as some other police-involved incidents. But I wanted to know what it was like in your community. Uh, well, keep in mind, this is a pretty small rural community. Um, and so obviously with the um, national tensions with law enforcement it doesn't help the situation, right? So anytime there's any sort of um, anything to do with law enforcement that's maybe not up to par is going to get that attention. Um, I do think it's a little bit stronger locally because it is a small department. You know, it's got that everyone knows everyone type of feel, you know, in several of the interviews or in several of the body camera footage that we saw, we heard Wester say, you know, I've pulled you over before or, or I've already had interactions with, you know, some of these victims in the case. So it definitely had a lot of local interests and that expanded to all across the Big Bend over to Panama City. I mean, so I'm here in Tallahassee. We covered it, you know, start to finish, but our sister stations over in Panama City Beach were the same way. So mm. it kind of covered the, the whole um, kind of Pensacola, Big Bend area. Sure. No, that makes sense. Help me out here. So he was found guilty of 19 of the 67 charges. So do the jurors kind of pick and choose which individuals they thought he actually did plant the drugs or how did that play out? What can you mind maybe explain that to me a little bit more? Yeah, exactly. So how they broke it down was um, there were 12 alleged victims that testified against Wester saying that he planted drugs in their car. And so for each of those 12 victims, he was facing um, false imprisonment, fabricating mm -hmm. evidence, possession of drugs, um, false imprisonment, you know, down the line for all 12 of them. So what the jury found was in three of those 12 victims, he was found guilty. The other nine, he was found not guilty. And then he did get found, was found guilty from the racketeering charge as well. So um, that was that, that was the uh, the 19th. I understand. Now, it, this seems maybe a more isolated to Wester as opposed to involving the broader police department. Um, but will the police department have to do anything to prevent any fallout or that may not be an issue? I think that's a good question to move forward. Um, so this was over 2017 and 2018, right? Sure. So it got pushed back. It was originally supposed to be last year and then COVID happened and then they moved it to October and then they moved it again. So we're, we're several years out of this. And I think there's been a lot of um, internal um, policy conversations in that time. I mean, the Jackson County Sheriff's Office was the first to start an internal investigation and kind of got the ball rolling on this. Um, you know, as far as now that um, there's been a guilty um, verdict, I think those conversations are going to have to continue. Again, obviously, a, a smaller um, a smaller department. So um, a lot of these things are still ongoing. Sure. Were you able to be in the courtroom? I know it kind of varies from court to court whether reporters are allowed into it. So we were not, but that okay. was because of COVID restrictions. We sure. were we had access to a pool camera and what they um, they had and the jury instead of being in the typical um, jury like box over there, they were out in the the public seating, and so it was strictly like a COVID rule. They did allow one person in there with the camera, and then we were across the hall kind of shooting it on the on the pool camera little video there so that's kind of how we how we got to watch it the guilty verdicts were just you know reached this week so i don't know if there's been even time to do this but has it been able have been able to even get a moment to kind of gauge the response of the community and maybe those that were involved in this case 
So we did get a chance to speak to a couple of the victims. Um, you know, uh, we, we spoke with Josh Emanuel, who was one of those three that he was found guilty for. And his reaction was he was getting nervous hearing all the mm. not guilty, the not guilty, the not guilty. But at the end of the day, he said he can rest easy knowing that he is going away. Um, and he was found guilty on, on their specific charges. And the other thing, too, to keep in mind is the of those 12 people, the majority of them already had their charges dropped. So it doesn't necessarily change their, you know, their personal um, connection, I guess, or their personal uh, situation. But there was definitely some feeling from some of the other victims of um, maybe disappointment from them, but also I, I heard a heard a line from one of them saying, well, karma, karma will come back around. So that's kind of how they feel about it. Um, obviously, we, we don't know how long he's going to be in, in jail for the sentencing is still to TBD. So um, something that they're definitely watching out for. I think it was a uh, Teresa Odom was maybe one of the the alleged victims in the case. I think she posted on social media. That was the only one that I saw. But it seemed like as you were saying, she had already you know, been out and had her charges dropped, but just felt a little bit of vindication from this type of thing. Yeah, and Teresa Odom was a little bit unique in the sense okay. of her body camera footage was kind of the tipping point for mm. the prosecution. I mean, I mean, the prosecution had singled out her in his opening and closing statements, and that it was the body camera footage that he referenced specifically, Tom Williams, the prosecutor, on what they said was the, the most concrete evidence they had for, for what was going on. So she was a little bit unique in that sense. Interesting. Yeah, I was wondering that. So it seems like, and I only have one more question for you after this, but um, it, it seems like that was the big piece of evidence. The fact that if I read right, that officer at the time, Officer Wester, had the, the drugs on him in that arrest of Miss Odom and then planted them. And you saw with the body camera footage. So that was, I, I guess, the big, the big evidence that it seems like. It was the body camera footage was the um, biggest evidence in all 12 of the cases. Um, But again, it was it it, it, you couldn't distinctly see whether he did or not, um, whether that was based on, you know, position of the camera or, you know, whatever, whatever happened. Obviously, he was found not guilty in these other nine. So um, but those three, you know, and then there was questions raised from the prosecution of, um, in two of the cases, there weren't any, there wasn't any body camera footage. Mm-hmm. One of them, um, there was a malfunction and one of them, they said they just got lost or d- deleted or something happened. So that was another kind of, uh, point, uh, pinpoint for the prosecution as well. Well, Emma, thanks for sharing all this info for you. One more question. Anything unexpected happened during the, your coverage of this trial, anything kind of stand out or did it play kind of ex- as expected throughout the process? Well, it went a lot quicker than we mm. had expected. Everyone had expected. I was talking to some of the so some of the um, people who worked in the courtroom saying they had originally blocked out three weeks for this trial. And there were conversations among them saying, we don't even know if that's enough time. Sure. Well, we ended up wrapping and all the, the, the closing statements came after six days. Um, jury was out for about a day and a half. So it, it wrapped up way sooner than expected. I will say well, the one thing that stuck out to me the most about the trial was the cross-examination. Um, it, the judge did have to kind of intervene once or twice because it was starting to get a little heated. Zachary Wester was um, and Tom Williams were kind of getting a little snippy at each other. But um, it, it was it was um, a, a high tension situation, obviously not surprising, um, but that was kind of a, a, another 
the stick out point for me. And that's what surprised me. I was surprised. I know it happens sometimes that Zachary Wester actually testified himself. That I was very surprised by that. We were all very surprised yeah. at that. And that was kind of the, that was the um, kind of key testimony from the defense altogether. They didn't call, um, you know, the majority of their uh, witnesses were also members of the Jackson County um, mm. Sheriff's Office and, you know, FDLE and that and that sort of stuff that were all on some of these calls as backup and then Wester himself. So they only had about four people to, to testify and obviously him being the, the longest and, and most important one for their case.